What's up, guys? It's Lucas, back with Fight Fan Gaming. For those of you who are new, this is a podcast stream live on YouTube about the current events in MMA. Uh, we also got some EA UFC 2 gameplay, so uh, make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash fightfangaming. We're also on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, pretty much all the biggest podcasting services, so uh, make sure you follow on your favorite service. Uh, and make sure you like and comment, guys. I've gotten some really good feedback from you, and uh, let's keep it going. Uh, picked up some subscribers. I've had people reach out to me and uh, tell me that they like the, the show. So I really appreciate it, guys. Uh, it's moving on, moving along pretty good. So let's keep it going. Make sure you share it with all your friends who uh, like MMA. Um, this podcast is going to be a recap of UFC 210. Uh, usually I do have some uh, gameplay on YouTube but this is going to be an audio-only podcast, uh, just due to the fact that I don't want to, uh, I can't really, I don't want to play out those fights, um, I'm not, so I won't always have gameplay, uh, pretty much just when I feel like it, um, and if there's a certain episode or a certain event, you know, I'll, I'll almost always do uh, gameplay when I do the breakdowns, because they have the live events on EA UFC 2, so I can uh, I can choose my picks and uh, also play out the match, and so uh, I won't always have gameplay, but I will sometimes. So uh, make sure you are subscribed on YouTube so you can check that out. And uh, most of these podcasts are streamed live on YouTube. So when you subscribe on YouTube, make sure you uh, enable notifications and uh, you'll get all my alerts when I go live. Uh, this is my first podcast where I'm recording. I'm not actually doing this live, so uh, you guys will be listening probably uh, a day later. Uh, so I, uh, it should be April 12th when I upload it. So, uh, yeah, make sure you guys follow. Um, like I said in previous episodes, I plan on increasing you know, the quality. I'm going to get a nice microphone here really soon and uh, have some guests on. So we're just going to keep it moving. Uh, so, recap of UFC 210. We're just going to start from uh, most important. So, you had uh, Daniel Cormier. Uh, if you guys haven't already watched UFC 210, spoilers coming up. Uh, Dan- Daniel Cormier submitted Anthony Johnson in the second round uh, by rear naked choke. Pretty much exactly is the same fight. You know, Anthony comes out, throws some good strikes. Obviously, he, he pushed it push the grappling in this match, which was just, you know, mind-numbing to me, but, uh, I, I actually chose, I thought, I thought Cormier was going to get a TKO in, like, the fourth, I thought he was going to wear him out, you know, pretty much same as the first fight, and, uh, beat him down, but, uh, it actually happened a lot quicker in this match, uh, just due to the fact that Johnson was pushing the grappling, you know, he was trying to take Cormier down, and, uh, yeah, it was working for him a little bit. He uh, he won the first round. He actually got him down. I think he even got a takedown at the right at right at the end of the round. It probably didn't even count. But uh, I mean, he was having a little bit of success. I wouldn't even. I mean, he was having success. He wasn't in real danger, and uh, he he was on the offensive side of the grappling, so he was having su- some success. And uh, his coaches weren't having it. That wasn't their game plan at all. They were pissed. They were telling him. They were asking him between rounds why he was wrestling and telling him that you know no more wrestling. Get distance and use your hands. And uh, it pissed him off. You know, 
uh, I was really disappointed. I wanted a better fight. It was it was it wasn't really competitive because uh, wa- watching that first round, you just knew that how heavy Anthony Johnson was on the grappling that he was just going to gas out. There was just no way he could keep that pace up. You know, what was he going to do that for five rounds, or did he think he was going to get Rumble down? Or not Rumble, but did he think he was going to get DC down and submit him or beat him up or what? I, there's just no way that game plan would have worked for five rounds. So I don't know what Rumble was doing. It was almost as if he was just giving up and uh, just that scared. Not scared. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to say he was scared, but uh, nervous, you know that he went straight back to his base, which is wrestling. You know, he's been doing that from a very young age. Um, So I think he just gets nervous and goes back to wrestling, like panic wrestling. And uh, so he ended up wrestling an Olympian, which is just, it's just not a good idea. So (sighs) disappointing. Uh, I think if he would have kept stuck to the game plan and kept his distance and used his hands he could have obviously he could have won the fight but uh i still think dc would have absorbed the strikes and uh closed the distance and you know taken him down eventually but johnson would have given himself a better chance of winning the fight had he done it that way all right so uh sorry about that guys i got interrupted uh, where was I? So, yeah, Anthony Johnson should have never implemented the wrestling, obviously. So, he uh, he screwed himself, and it was kind of sad though. There at the end of the uh, end, of, end of the fight, he was retiring, and he uh, he actually said that he knew he was retiring, and that his team knew he was retiring, and uh, no one was in that cage with him, and he was actually calling out to his coaches, saying, "Where are my coaches? You know, uh, get my coaches in here." and uh, they never came, so it was pretty sad to watch. Um, it's crazy that he's retiring. I don't know what he's doing. There's been weird rumors that he may be going to the L.A. Rams, which he already said at the press conference that, you know, that's not true. But on his Twitter, he changed his header to the L.A. Rams, and uh, he also put some, like, Rams hashtags on his bio. So that's interesting. I don't know what he could be doing. Um I believe someone in his camp or someone close to him actually uh, came came out and said that he is doing something in football. So I don't know if he could be doing training or, or what, but that, that sounds pretty odd to me. So uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to follow that and uh, see where he goes. So uh, hopefully, you know, I wish him, wish him luck. Hopefully he does well in whatever he does because, you know, uh, everyone thinks of him as uh, one of the scariest MMA fighters and I just it's just hard to believe that he's not going to be doing that anymore so honestly I do think we'll see him back eventually uh, but hopefully not you know if he can get out he needs to get out <clears throat> so uh, also you know surrounding the main event I didn't get to talk about it because uh, my last episode came out before the weigh-ins uh, DC obviously cheated with the towel. Uh, he weighed at 206.2 and two minute, two and a half minutes later came back and weighed in right at 205. And, uh, that, you know, that's not a coincidence. He didn't go puke or take a shit or pee, nothing like that. You know, uh, everybody's seen him hold on to the towel and that's a, you know, if you, everybody knows by now, that's it. That's an old amateur wrestling trick. And, 
you know, the trick was actually screwed up. They they go out with two towels. The trick is you have two towels. You have the one towel that's covering everything and then a second towel behind that towel and he's supposed to hold on to that towel. So they're not really supposed to see him, you know, holding on to the towel that blatantly, but you can see as he goes out there with the second towel, uh, one of the officials takes the second towel. So uh, that, that screwed that up for them. So he ended up just having to do it, you know, blatantly right out in, in the open, which, you know, he didn't get caught. So I'm not mad about it. Uh, in my mind, it's, you know, 1.2 pounds. He, uh, let's be honest, they're going in at 225, 230 pounds anyways. So uh, that, that 1.2 pounds wasn't going to save Anthony Johnson's neck. Uh, especially with that, the game plan, you know, that he, he chose to use. So uh, I'm not mad about it. I'm actually happy that he got away with it because uh, I'm sick of main events and these big fights getting, you know, canceled because of weight. And, uh, you know, it's a title fight. He should have been two, at 205. So obviously, you know, it doesn't look good and it's, it's not good for his career. Uh, but at the same time, missing weight and not being able to uh, win the belt, losing your belt that way is uh, that's a lot worse for your career. So uh, good on him for uh, you know trying <laughs> and cheating. So I'm I, you know, I'm not I'm not mad about it. Um, I know a lot of people were fuming over it, calling him a cheater and a fat ass and this and that. But oh, oh well, would you you'd have been just as mad if you would have missed weight too. So at least we got to see the fight. And I believe, like I said, I think it was going to come pretty much go down the way it did anyways. So. Uh, we also, uh, what, what, that's pretty much all the concert controversy surrounding the main, main event. Um, then in the co-main event, oh man, uh, you had Chris Weidman versus Gegard Mousasi. Uh, I believe in my last episode I picked, I believe I picked Chris by, uh, decision. Yeah, I think I chose Chris by decision in a, in a hard fought fight though. Um, you know, Chris was doing good in the first round. I, I think he got a couple takedowns. Uh, couldn't really hold Musasi down. Um, but I thought he was doing well. I don't remember the fight 100%, but I do remember he was doing well in the first round, and I gave it to him. Uh, but then, you know, Musasi was starting to get his strikes going, though, and uh, in the second round he, he really started kind of teeing off on Chris. And Chris kind of does this thing where he covers up and backs up against the fence and doesn't really, he doesn't really offer any offense. And I think, I don't know if he, you know, just isn't that good. At, he's just not that good at striking to where he has to, he just clams up just to, you know, stay safe. Or if it is a tactic to try and uh, wear his opponents out, you know, in the flurry. Um, I don't know. And then look for like the counter wrestling or something. Because, you know, we saw it against Vitor. Vitor flurried against him, and he he blocked and ate all the shots and uh, then ended up getting the takedown and uh, mounted him and beat him up. So I don't know. I don't think that was a tactic against Gegard. I think he was genuinely just trying to cover up and stay safe. But Gegard was just, you know, eating through that guard with those uppercuts, and uh, then he would get the clinch and then just bust him with, the, with those knees. And... Uh, if you've seen that little video clip floating around just before the uh, the controversial knee came, Gegard uh, actually threw another knee. He got he grabbed Chris's head, threw a knee, and uh, 
slightly connected and I think he uh, you know it's kind of stunned or scared Chris or something and it, it he kind of pointed at his balls as if it hit him and hit him low and it was a clear legal shot it, it, like it didn't come anywhere close to his groin so I you know it was kind of strange it was like he was trying to make up something that wasn't there like so there's this little clip going around of that saying that he was looking for a way out and you know I agree with the clip I think that he was uh, and then it says 13 seconds later after he uh, you know acted like he got hit in the balls 13 seconds later is when the the uh, the knee came that was you know in question and uh, in real time I thought it was illegal and I think everybody else did too uh, it, you know it was just so quick so I thought he was gonna get the five minutes and then come back and fight or it was gonna be a DQ and uh, Chris was gonna win so but out of nowhere they're sitting here talking they're showing the replay and i you know we could see that it wasn't illegal it was a legal knee so i was just wondering how it was going to play out from then on i didn't think that the referee could pretty much overturn a call that way i didn't know they had access to instant replay uh you know i didn't think it was like that and like the pretty much like the nfl you can apparently he can change the outcome of his call uh due to replays i didn't know that so I figured that regardless, even if he did see the replay, I thought that he was still going to get the five minutes and then, you know, continue fighting. But I think the problem is that Chris said that he couldn't continue after the knee. So he thought it was illegal and he said, I can't go. I can't go on. I can't continue because he wanted the DQ win. And I think he was genuinely hurt, though. It sounded like he was slurring and everything after the fight. And I, I don't believe he even knew where he was at or even... I mean, I, he knew where he was at, but I think they uh, asked him what day of the week it was, and he couldn't even tell them. So, you know, that's not good. And uh, I don't know if he was faking, playing it up to get the DQ, but it sounded like he was slurring to me, so I think he was really hurt anyways. But, you know, as soon as they said it, it was legal... Of course, he wanted to continue on and fight. So, and, you know, it was just weird. I didn't. Th I thought that the ref's call would stand. If he saw it as illegal, I thought that it was going to continue as illegal. And he would just get his five minutes and then continue. It's just the fact that he he had already said that he he couldn't fight apparently. So that means fight's over. Now we just now it's about how we call the decision of the fight so the fight was over as soon as chris said i can't do it now and now it's like we look at the replay to decide if it was illegal so that it's a dq or if it was legal so it's a tko but the fact that the ref stopped it for illegal knees i just thought that clouded it at all i don't know it's just kind of a it's kind of a weird subject so it's you know it's it, that's why it's so controversial they're calling it knee gate and <laughs> so uh you know, it, it, it's that that was that was just a bunch of bullshit. And uh, hopefully they do an instant rematch. And, you know, I think Gegard was on his way to stopping Weidman anyways with strikes. I think he was going to get the TKO within the next 30 seconds in that fight. But, you know, there's no guarantee. You know, we, we've actually seen Chris fight back from shit like that. So I don't know. Uh, you know, just a bunch of controversy surrounding this card. It's just a UFC 210 uh, shit show, uh, and they need to stop putting pay-per-views in New York, because they're too new, and they're, you know, they're, they're screwing up a bunch of shit between towel gate, knee gate, and implant gate, all on one card, uh, you know, that's just too much, uh, so they didn't catch 
Daniel Cormier, you know, cheating by holding on to the towel, but they definitely almost, they definitely caught the fact that Pro Gonzalez had breast implants, so they almost pulled her from the fight. And that was just uh, just after she had weighed in, too. So you're telling me she goes through at least a month training camp to fight, gets in weight, uh, or, you know, cuts weight, makes weight, and then you tell her she can't fight because of breast implants, which apparently she's had throughout her whole career, too. So they're not even just, like, new, you know, it's not even like she's got some fresh wounds or anything. The, like, she's had them. She's fought with them. Uh, they were going to remove her from the fight uh, after she had made weight. So the, the huge controversy was there for a moment was she better get paid show money because, you know, she fucking did everything right. She passed all her medicals. Why would you wait till the day of the fight to tell, you know, tell her that she can't fight? So uh, then, you know, they cleared it up. Dana tweeted out some snarky bullshit. He said something like... Uh, you know, stop listening to websites, the fight is still on, blah, 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 you know, you guys listen to websites, it's bullshit, unless we say the fight is off, you know, it's on, and so I thought that was funny, though, because I thought a lot of pretty major places were reporting it, and, you know, it sounded accurate to me, obviously, there was an issue, Uh, they did tell Pearl that she couldn't fight, so uh, the fight, it was off for a moment, you know, and then it was cleared up, so, I don't know, Dana, Dana's just so funny with that, he's like, don't listen to news, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm just happy they worked it out, because I was really excited to watch that fight, because, uh, that Cynthia Calvillo is coming up, and, uh, I, I knew Pearl, you know, is a pretty decent grappler herself, and, uh, had some size, and, uh, definitely the striking advantage on her, um, and yet, Calvillo came out and she uh, she was lighting her up pretty good on the feet. She was you know using really fluid combos. Pearl was really trying to sit back and just block a lot of it, and she was she was uh, absorbing a lot of it. Um, forearms and uh, glove, but she was looking for the heavy counters. And apparently Pearl is a Golden Glove uh, boxer, so. It, but it wasn't working out too well. Calvillo started sneaking through that guard and uh, landing a couple uppercuts on her and uh, bloodied her up a little bit. So uh, then the fight turned into a grappling match, and you know Calvillo is just she's just nasty on the ground. Uh, if you guys remember in her debut about I think just like a month ago, I think she fought. Yeah, she fought like a month ago. She uh, she had some nasty transition, some crazy scramble where she, uh, I, I believe she she took someone's back or she had the back and then, like, transitioned to, like, an anaconda choke. It was it was some crazy transition. I couldn't even describe it. Um, I don't even remember it uh, perfectly, but, it, you know, it was, it was mesmerizing to watch. So uh, make sure you check that out. Um, I believe that was uh, Cynthia Calvillo versus uh, Amanda Cooper. Yeah, so check that out. Um, but, uh, Cynthia, she just showed her dominance. As soon as the fight went to the ground, uh, she ended up like taking the back and, uh, I believe she got the rear naked choke in the third round after, after, uh, kind of beating on her. You know, I think she threatened with a choke two or three times before she got it. Uh, so, she, you know, she's real scrappy. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really excited to watch her in the future and, uh. I think she's got a lot of skill, so I'm excited to follow her follow her career. 
Uh, the girls, their grappling is super nasty. They, they can just do some crazy scrambles and transitions that guys don't seem to be able to do. Unless, you know, the flyweights, they, they pull off some crazy shit. But the girls are so flexible. Um, she, uh, at one point, I believe Pearl had her mounted. And Cynthia just kicked her legs all the way up around her pretty much to the cage and uh, hooked her feet. I mean, she barely hooked her toes in the cage uh, and, you know, pushed off. And ended up on Pearl's back. So she went from mount to the opponent's back, which is just ridiculous. So uh, in her first two fights, she's had two outrageous scramble transitions on the ground. And so uh, I like those scrambles, uh, you know, those transitions. Uh, So uh, definitely check her out. I haven't seen any of her previous fights, so I believe she's 5-0 now. 2-0 2-0 in the UFC, so we'll see where she goes. Uh, Pearl Gonzalez, she, uh, you know, she can probably, she needs some work jujitsu-wise, obviously, but uh, she's got some armbar wins herself, and she's big, and uh, she's got some hands, so um, if she if she improves her jujitsu defense a little bit, I think she'll, uh, she'll be problems for, for some other girls, so we'll see. We'll see if she, uh, if she gets any better. Uh, I'd like to you know, I, I like supporting these fighters. Anybody, anybody that I watch, if they put on any sort of entertaining fight, you know, I, I always like to watch them from that point on. Um, even if they're on the losing side of it, you know, I've watched, uh, you know, a lot of McGregor's opponents have, you know, they're entertaining fighters to me now. I watch almost all of them. Uh, you know, you got Eddie Alvarez versus Dustin Poirier. Those are two McGregor opponents right there. Uh, you had Dustin Poirier versus Joe Duffy. Those are two guys uh, who they once again another McGregor opponent fight. Um, I enjoy watching those guys. I even saw Diego Brandao's recent uh, like helicopter armbar in a completely different organization because you know McGregor had an entertaining fight with him, and you know I thought the I just I don't know, dude. Sometimes when you got these good fights and uh, you put a name on somebody, even if it's a loss, you know I, I'll be a fan of them. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm weird like that. I, I just like fighters, and I like MMA. So uh, I'll make an excuse to like anybody, I guess. Um, what else did we have on the fights? You know, I don't remember too much outside of those three. Those three main, main, uh, those, Jesus, those fights on the main card. Uh, Will Brooks fought uh, Charles Oliveira. And he got choked out real quick. Uh, Oliveira, he just came out. I can't even remember how he got his back, but he just swarmed Will Brooks. Ended up getting like standing back mount and uh, just choking him up, choking him out on the fen- uh, up against the fence. And you know that was that was pretty much it. It was just over in like a minute, I believe. So I don't know what Will Brooks is gonna do. He's on. I believe that's is that two in a row or is that three in a row? I don't know. It, he hasn't looked too good, though. So, uh, especially in that performance, that was just bad. So, we'll see if he can snap back. Uh, I feel bad for the guy. You know, I had high expectations for him. I thought he was going to do really good. Uh, I thought he was going to come in and be an instant contender. And, uh, you know, he just got choked out by a featherweight. Um, you know, it was the guy's first fight at lightweight, uh, Oliveira. But... I think he's already talking to going back down to featherweight just because of size, but 
if you can choke out Will Brooks in a minute, maybe you should reconsider because uh, Will Brooks is a a pretty good sized lightweight in my opinion. Um, he's thick, so not the tallest guy ever, but so that was uh that was pretty crazy. I I was picking Will Brooks in that fight, but uh, I'm not surprised that it went down the way it did. You know that's how Oliveira does it. He uh he gets slick ass submissions from from nothing, so. Uh, not too surprised about that. So, we, uh, we went over four fights. Uh, I can't remember which, who else was on the card or what else went down. Um, I remember Usman got a win, uh, just a smothering unanimous decision win. Um, and then, uh, I think, what was that guy's name? Is it, uh, Shane Borges or something like that. He got a uh, late third round KO or TKO of Charles Rosa. And uh, Rosa, I believe, was on his way to winning a decision. And he got caught with a, like a mean left or right hand, like it was a hook. And it just, you know, put him on shaky legs. And uh, Shane just started swarming on him and ended up, you know, clipping him. And the, the ref stopped it i thought the, the ref might have stopped it a little bit early uh i'll have to watch it again but uh you know i thought shane was gonna lose that fight because he uh he he was sitting back a little too much and i thought rosa was working his game plan pretty good so we'll see uh you know i don't know the the shane didn't impress me in that fight really i you know he sat back and kind of like I say, it's a lucky punch, you know, it's never, it's never really luck, but, you know, it kind of, he landed what some would call a lucky punch, you know, he couldn't land it the whole fight, but then, you know, in the last, like, minute or so, he lands it, so, it's kind of lucky, um, so, you know, that sucks on Rosa's part to, you know, pretty much lose the fight in the last minute, but it happens, so, uh, I can't remember too much about the card. I know we had Patrick Cummins fight uh, Jan Black uh, Black Blackowitz. That's how I say it. You know, I I know that's wrong. I even heard them pronounce it. But um, so uh, Jan came out and he was smashing Patrick Cummins in the first round. He he had him hurt and he was just battering him. And uh, then Cummins ended up, you know, he. he he just started grinding him out. He got the takedown, just started grinding him and uh, beating him up on the ground, and you know made him tired. So uh, he took it. Though, and he took those last two rounds and got a, a decision. So it was a good fight. Uh, that guy's got an entertaining mustache. Uh, it was a good comeback fight. It's always cool to see somebody getting beaten up like that, and then uh, to have the heart to grind out the win. So that's uh, that's classic MMA right there, where uh, you know you could literally be hurt uh, i mean how many times have we seen somebody rocked and then get you know a submission or or even catch the guy and knock them out cold it just happens a lot in in, in mma so you know it's just anything can happen you, when you think one guy's dominating and easily winning winning the fight you know you still got 10 more minutes of anything can go so that's the best part about mma uh you know, not too much went down on the card besides those fights. Um, you know, it wasn't the best card for fights. Uh, a lot of 
a lot of the entertainment was outside blunders and a lot of controversial towel gate and implant gate knee gate all this stupid circus bullshit that uh you know distracting really from the fights and from the sport um you know but at the end of the day the ufc is an entertainment business and uh they that was pretty damn entertaining with all that controversy i i can only imagine they got plenty of plenty of you know internet traffic and plenty of extra viewers for some of those stupid little controversies so it works out for them uh not too much for the purists of the sport you know i didn't you know i i'll say i enjoyed the card it was entertaining but not for the right reason you know so that sucks uh, I'm just waiting for a UFC card this year that's just like, wow, you know, those guys were just going at it, and, you know, what a what a competitive card, and, you know, I don't know when it's going to come. Hopefully UFC 211 delivers. Uh, you know, the next card we got is actually uh, UFC on Fox. I don't know what number. Uh, I'll be doing a breakdown of it, so we'll figure it out. Uh, but you got Demetrius Johnson versus... Uh, Wilson Reyes, I believe you have Waterson and Rose Namajunas. I know Roy Nelson's on that card. Jeremy Stevens, uh, Tim Elliott's on the card. I mean, it's just stacked with people. So uh, I'm excited for that. I think that's going to be a fun card, uh, and it's free. So th- that's always good. You know, the UFC is going to get a fuckload of viewers. They're going to get you know probably two million plus viewers at least. Uh, so that'll be good. Uh, and, uh, you know, the next pay-per-view we got UFC 211. I know we got, uh, so far, you know, I don't think anyone's polled, but, uh, we got Dos Santos versus, uh, Stipe. Uh, I believe we got Joanna versus, uh, Andrade for the, for the, uh, belt, for the 115 belt. And, uh, not sure who else is on there, but I do know we got a couple good stacked cards coming up. So we'll be going over them all soon uh, in breakdowns and uh, all that. So make sure you guys subscribe on YouTube. Uh, follow on your favorite podcasting service. Make sure you follow me on Twitter. Uh, and, you know, like my fa- Facebook page, guys. I'd, I'd, uh, I'd really appreciate it. Uh, Facebook.com slash FightFanGaming. Uh, smack a like on that page. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, so... For now, that's it, guys. Uh, I'll be back to do a breakdown of uh, the Fox card with Demetrius Johnson and Wilson Reyes. And uh, so for now, uh, you guys have a nice day. I really appreciate it. Bye.